Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny will be interviewing author and psychic medium, Bill Phillips. And the two of them will be discussing his latest book, Signs from the Other Side, opening to the spirit world. Tune in as Bill demystifies what he does and provides guidance on receiving afterlife communications and shares inspiring examples of everyday people who have received messages from the other side. That's coming up next on Sunny in Seattle. And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am your host, attorney turned life coach, Sunny Joy McMillan. And we are here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKW, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. Um, you can also find out more about me, connect with me for coaching through my website, which is goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. And don't forget that you can still access my book for free by going to unhitchedbook.com. Um, that's unhitchedbook.com. And uh, you can find there uh, a download of the book. Of course, if you want the physical copy, you've got to go to Amazon to do that. But um, you can get your free digital copy if you go to the website. And this is a book. um, Of course, it's called Unhitched. um, And it's all about getting unstuck. If you're feeling stuck in your relationship or marriage, um, debating whether to stay or go, um, just feeling a little bit lost in terms of um, how to do things gracefully, if you do decide to leave, um, this book will guide you and meet you there. And, of course, it also includes my personal story of going from a high-conflict marriage to a really beautiful post-divorce friendship before my um, ex-husband passed away in 2018. So um, I encourage you, if you need a little help in that department or know someone who does, just go to unhitchedbook.com. Um, okay, so, Benny, yes, I have ma'am. to check in with you because okay. this is kind of a special show today because... Um, we will be driving away from Seattle uh, tomorrow, if everything goes correctly, uh, heading to Petaluma, California for a new adventure. Um, I'm so, so happy. For you. <laughs> I'm so no, happy. We're... So happy. <laughs> but this means okay. So the show will definitely go on. Thanks yay! To, yay, Benny! Always okay. doing his magic dry here eyes. in Seattle. Dry eyes, dry eyes. But yeah, we'll be uh, connecting remotely going yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. So this is the last time that we'll be like across the table from each other for a little while. Anyway. That's okay. Well, if, we'll be at a virtual table now. Exactly. So we'll still maybe see each other. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best. Of course, on your new adventure south. Yeah. We're going to miss you. <laughs> I was trying to hold it back this whole time. I but. know. I've been feeling all the feels this week. I know, I right? spent my last day in my little yeah. office that I've yeah. had for four years there in the university district and my last day here in the studio. And so, yeah, it's it's interesting to be able to hold both. the, the, the There's some grief, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's part of the transition. And sure. then there's also excitement and joy around what is to come and so just holding both of those things <laughs> well i wish you good luck and Thanks. congratulations Thanks, on you're welcome yeah. everyone else they they hear it too see listen to them listen to them <laughs> yeah. But I just also have to say thanks to Benny. Um, part of the reason that I that when I was um, debating whether to start the show and talking to all the lovely people here at KKNW about options and times and all that good stuff, 
um, I'd been a listener for a long time, and Benny was just part of brightening my day in any Aww. show that he produced and engineered. Um, and you're like, so, long time listener, first time caller. Exactly. <laughs> just like, like, now host. <laughs> yeah, and so I just I have to thank you because you have brought joy to my Friday morning. Just Aww. seeing your face, and he's always like, what you hear on the radio, you guys are you all. Um, is uh, because I know we've had a lot of listeners who are female as well. So, what you see what she's doing right there, everybody? (laughs) She's grooming everyone. Uh, No, I grooming. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay, there's that. That's basically what we're trying to do. No, well, there's that. Okay, we will always pimp Benny out (laughs) for dates because he's still looking. But yeah, but um, without deflecting Benny, let me give you this compliment. You have but joy to my Friday morning and what you hear on the air. This is who Benny is. He is just this bubbly, joyful, happy, light being that has made the show what it is. And I just want to thank you. And I will miss seeing your smiling face on Friday morning. Well, you're quite welcome. And I'm here for you whenever. (laughs) And I give myself a ding. Yes. Okay. Benny got lots of dings. (laughs) Okay. So, on to our no, amazing to guest oh, today. Go. Go. <laughs> okay, and I'm so excited to bring you guys, or you all, sorry, I'm catching myself on this. I, I presented a workshop um, at, at Women of Wisdom several weeks ago, and I will tell you, I use you guys because coming from the South, I used to say y'all, and I tried to move away from that because it had certain connotations, you know, I don't know, I was trying to get rid of my accent and all that stuff. Anyway, that's a story for another day. So I just adopted you guys, and I realized that term, I had some comments at my workshop that that term is for people who are very cognizant of language, which I like to be as well. Our thoughts and our words are powerful. I want to be inclusive in my language, and so I will, sorry, I had to correct myself there. So, so you all, I am so excited to bring you another New World Library author. I just, I love the work that New World Library does as a publishing house, um, started by Mark Allen and... Um, He's been on the show before, and it just they do great work, and all of the authors that they send my way are just fantastic. And so I'm really excited um, to bring to the show today uh, psychic medium Bill Phillips. He is the author of Signs from the Other Side and Expect the Unexpected. His life's mission is to help people deal with the grief of losing loved ones by bringing through validations, evidential information, and beautiful messages from spirit, which heal and bring a sense of peace. He conducts individual and small and large group readings and has appeared on high-profile television programs like Dr. Phil and Access Hollywood. He lives in Orange County, California, and you can find him online by going to BillPhillips.com. And I just want to spell his last name because it's one L and the two P's at the end. So Bill is B-I-L-L, and Phillips is P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. So BillPhillips.com. And, of course, the book is Signs from the Other Side, opening to the spirit world. So, Bill, welcome to Sunny in Seattle. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Yes, I know. You know I love Kim Corbin, who is the publicist who sent me your materials, and so I was so excited to see you. And she also sent me Lee Harris, who I'm going to be talking to. I'm like, this is the highest vibration week of my life, getting (laughs) to read your book and Lee Harris's. Oh, that's awesome. That's (laughs) so cool. Yeah. So you have a pretty interesting background um, on a couple of levels. So um, mm-hmm. I know that you were had a very promising opera career, and, and you did a bit of a shift there, and now you are a psychic medium. And I was wondering if you could tell our audience a little bit about how that came about. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because this wasn't something that I was, you know, trying to pursue in any way, shape, or form. My 
my dream at the time was to share my gift of singing, you know, when I was a teenager. Um, and it was around the age of 18 for me that I discovered that I had this ability. And at the same time, I was I was getting ready to audition for, you know, music school. And that's where my that's where my focus was. So um, when I went to school, uh, what I realized Spirit had orchestrated was the fact that they were going to send people to me when I was in school to help. And uh, that was going to kind of be like the precursor to what was to come afterwards. So mm. when I was when I was in school, I was um, connected with, you know, just the perfect people for that path at that time. And I remember um, one of my dear uh, voice teachers there that really was extremely spiritual and had a different way of explaining music to me in terms of energy and chakras. Mm. So, you know, think of it that way, me, me going somewhere and, you know, unexpectedly being, being paired with the perfect person who understood my purpose and my path. And when all was said and done, when I graduated from the conservatory, it was crystal clear where this was going. You know, it was like a, it was basically just like a no brainer. So I was, I, I surrendered to it and I told spirit, okay, um, you know, if I'm supposed to do this, then um, please line it up for me and I will, and I, and I will do my best, you know, and that's exactly what happened. But for me as well, um, as a child, you know, I, I feel like every, every healer, whether it be a psychic, medium, empath, life coach, there, there's always something that some kind of awakening that happens, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and typically it's through some kind of trauma. It's something that breaks the heart open mm -hmm. that allows us to see the world more clearly. And so for me, that was my childhood, you know, in a nutshell, and also losing my mother when I was so young as well, and then having her come to me. So I kind of had it happen a little bit earlier for me than most people experience. Yes, and, and you just alluded to the other the other part of your uh, journey that I would love to talk a little bit more about. I know that, that if, if you guys want to hear, you guys, sorry, I'm going to catch myself the entire show. <laughs> you all want to know more about this. Uh, Bill goes into much more detail in his first book, um, Expect the Unexpected, but you know, Bill, just as you said, in a nutshell, you had a pretty traumatic childhood and then, of course, yeah. losing your mom at a very early age. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about how that shaped you? Absolutely. You know, I um, so both my parents um, suffered with drug addiction when I was a child. And um, so because of that, I was I was tossed and turned, you know, back and forth from by each of them. And then when I was six, my mother kidnapped me took me across the country where I lived for three years in New York. And it was very turbulent. You know, I really didn't have a place that I would call home. I was going back and forth between different people's homes. And, um, you know, it, it was it was very it was very um, challenging for, you know, for a child to go through that. But I remember um, going through any type of trauma or any type of chaos that I was going through. I remember always going within myself. Whenever I didn't want to see what was going on in my outside world, I always closed my eyes and went inwardly. And what happened was there was this energy around me. As a child, I, I didn't know, how, you know, how to label it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, God, spirit. I, I didn't know what to, how to label it. But all I knew is that when I went into that to that safe place, I was safe. And what happened was, as time went on, um, that that became my 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 go-to place. And so, 
what I've come to realize over time is that that was that was the energy of spirit protecting me. Mm. But I, I didn't have a reference for it as a child, you know. Um, and, and yeah, so that that really was my guiding light um, up until, you know, just just realizing and, and being able to to give it a name in my in my adult years. Yes. And then when your mother passed, when you were 14, mm-hmm. that experience, um, will you just share with our listeners? Because it feels like it it is rare that what happens happened to you after her death. Mm-hmm. That's pretty rare for most people um, when she came to you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But, you know, I also want to say that I I actually feel like like more and more people are are being aware of these experiences, mm-hmm. but but maybe maybe fear kind of gets in the way of it, or they are afraid of being judged by people around them, you mm-hmm. know. But for for me, it was a very unique experience that just two nights later, I woke up to my mom's spirit in the room, and it was it was very comforting for me, you know. The the room was just illuminated with light. She was whole again, you know, she was beautiful and glowing, and it mm. wasn't the person that I had seen two days previously. Now, also keep in mind that I, it had been almost six years since I had seen her in the physical flesh, mm. and I, I was able to say goodbye to her on, you know, a, as she was leaving her physical body. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was very, very traumatic for a 14-year-old, um, but when I had that experience, I had the, the, the knowing that, yes, okay, she's she's fine and also when we go we there's somewhere else we go to it's not like what i was taught you know by my grandmother and the and the christian faith this is something different so it kind of went against the grain of what i had been taught previously um and so because of that there there was fear on some level you know and there was doubt and so really what i found myself doing was having to undo all of that programming that I had experienced previously. Yes, and I, that was another question that I had. You know, how mm-hmm. did you end up reconciling? Because I know your grandmother was a beautiful, loving, wonderful influence when you were growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And so how do you reconcile what your grandmother taught you from a more Christian perspective that, that what you do is wrong versus this work that you love so much and brought so much peace to the people you were working with? Yeah, I, I really think that when it comes to any type of, you know, organized religion or anything like that, there's always things that, that you can take to enhance your life. Like there there are there are things that resonate. And so for me, I, I take everything that she taught me as far as, you know, being being good to thy neighbor and, and just living with integrity and living with truth. And I and I took all of those principles from it and and live that, you know, within my life now. But for me, you know, coming out of two closets, you know, coming out of the psychic <laughs> medium closet and obviously, you know, the, the gay closet, it, it was something that, um, that you know, I, was, I, I wasn't going to um, compromise that integrity to be someone that I wasn't, you know. So I, I had to make that very clear to myself that um, living my truth meant living as a gay psychic medium. <laughs> and so, you know, that's, that's just the reality of it. And, you know, it was very liberating, actually, to to come out of those closets and, and just be myself. And, you know, my, my grandmother and I have a good relationship now. It's, um, it's, it's loving, you know, and I just, um, when I can sense the conversations coming up, I, I usually just, you know, end on a high note, basically. Right. That's, <laughs> that, that's sort of how I've come to, to um, manage my way through it. But you know the love that the, the love that she's given to me and the love that she's taught me that's what transcends time and space and that's what i've 
that's what I've taken from this experience yeah, with her. I think that is such beautiful wisdom for a number of different situations applying to families where we kind of maybe our values or beliefs are a little bit different than those of our family of origin or those around us. So yeah, end on a high note and just use the love that transcends everything. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. And you, early on in the conversation, when you were talking about your time at the conservatory in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. when you were um, uh, training to be an opera singer, um, you had mentioned, you said the word surrender. And I wanted to ask you about that because you did make that transition. Um, And I'm curious, just from your experience or the wisdom that you've gleaned from having gone through that, what what does surrender look like? For those out there listening who are thinking maybe I'm being called to do something that's different from where I currently am, how do you you advise on surrender? That's a great question, and I I, I love this question. For, For me, what I had to do was completely release any kind of pressure, expectation, I, I just basically lifted up this this weight that was on me and just chucked it out to the universe. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know what the outcome of it's going to be. But all I know is that I have to keep my faith within me right now and trust that I am being guided towards my highest good. And so that was my that was my mo- you know, that was my mantra. You know, going through that time. And so so really. Um, it's just basically letting go, letting go and trusting that the next step is going to unfold for you. And that's, that's very hard for us to do in this, you know, in this society, because, you know, there's, um, there's things to do, there's jobs to work, there's bills to pay, there's a whole different type of philosophy with it. So um, for me, I had to get out of that break free of, of that, of that mindset and just trust that, all of these synchronicities were lining up for a reason in my life, you know, mm-hmm. that it wasn't by coincidence that all these things had appeared um, before me. And so for me, that was my validation. And so with that surrender, I found that when I kept myself in that surrender, I wasn't worrying about the outcome. I was just being more present, more grateful, more in the moment. And I was getting validations um, that were coming to me physically from people that I was meeting that were just part of the larger picture showing me that um, I was on the right path in that moment. Yes. And, and um, were there ever any moments of doubt or difficulties? Was it really just all smooth sailing full of serendipity, which I, that is complete possibility. But I'm just curious <laughs> for someone out there where the road might be a little bumpier mm-hmm. during this time of surrender. Did you ever experience that and how did you deal with it? Yeah, definitely. For for me, um, it was me having to disconnect from my ego in that sense because mm-hmm. my identity was as a musician, as you know, as yeah. a, as a singer. And so, um, for me, I was thinking, oh my gosh, like there 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 were nights when I woke up, like you know, with of course that that worry. And yeah. in those moments, you know, I was reminded about you know just the surrendering part of that, and that's what I did. Um, but I, I think with anything, you know, when whenever we're being called to serve our our path or our or share our gift, regardless of what that gift may be, there's always this fear that stands in the way that we have to learn how to break through in order to to ascend to that next level, mm-hmm. to you know, to actually share that with the world. And so, there's two ways to go with this. Either you can you know, um, back up from it and be afraid of it and go take the more normal, you know, (laughs) quote unquote, normal route. Or you can break free of that, tell fear to be in the the seat next to you and 
just, you know, live with your authenticity yes. and, and, you know, and, and with your, with your truth and, and that will always resonate to the world around you. So, um, you know, no, it definitely wasn't like completely this easy process, but for me, the hardest part of it was just, especially at that time, you know, more than, more than 10 years ago, just realizing that I had to break free of of the opinions of what other people may, may have thought about me, you know, or, mm-hmm. or judgments towards me. Cause you know, the, it, it wasn't for everyone back then and it still isn't, you know, to this day. So I had to just have a, have an armor of, of thick skin around me <laughs> going, you know, going into this. And, and, and I, and I did, you know, and, um, and I'm very grateful that the majority of my experience has been extremely positive in that sense. Yes. I love that. The, the armor. Yeah. And also I think about the armor of spirit too. Cause when you are on Absolutely. that path, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's total protection. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your book, this new book, Signs from the Other Side, Opening to the Spirit World. So you say that this is not a traditional mediumship book. So how is that? No, it's not because, you know, there's what, what I what I came to to realize, especially when I was developing myself, is that um, there were a lot of rules, you know, like, let's say someone wanted to train to understand their their abilities, you know, and, and they went to a organization that was mediumship trained, you know, in England or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of rules that were put onto it, which was like, okay, you have to experience spirit this way. And, you know, they have to come in on this side if they're this part of your family. It was, <laughs> there were just so many rules with it that it completely just blocked my flow. So what I what I came to realize is that, you know, this is not a one size fits all type of ability. We all experience it differently. And just the same way that we all are designed to um, use our intuition in our daily lives and that ability for each of us, it's going to look different depending upon our reference and, and the, and the events that we have learned up until that point. So what I really wanted people to get out of this was to be able to, to read not only my story, but other people's stories as well to have this resonance and going, Oh my gosh, I had the same experience and I was too afraid to share it with my family or with my friends, you know? So, so really this is sort of like a, um, like a hands-on go-to manual basically on how to, how to trust, how, how to trust your experiences are, are true and real by the stories that have been laid out before you. So I feel like we're here to connect with people and especially connect with other people's stories as well, um, regardless of what the situation is. But especially when it comes to this, you know, there, grief is something that we all connect to on a very deep level. You know, it's it's the highest extension of love is grief. And mm-hmm. so I I really felt guided to empower people with this book and show them that you know, you don't have to go through all this training or you don't have to be like, you know, a, a psychic medium genius aficionado basically <laughs> to to understand how spirit works. It's actually very simple um, and it's it's innate in all of us. You know, we were designed to have this connection with spirit and with the universe and really giving yourself permission and having that open mind and that open heart is the first step in doing that. So that was my mission with this book. I love it. And you used the word trust a moment ago. And one of the little phrases or the the quotes that I highlighted, um, uh, you suggest that instead of saying, I need to see it to believe it, we adjust it to, 
I need to believe it to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, can you say a little bit more about that? Absolutely. You know, I I know that we live in a a universe where our reality is based upon our belief set. So if if you believe that you know. Um, eating ice cream on Wednesday night is going to make you a better athlete for some reason. It's going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so it, it, it all has to do with, with how we program our higher self and our subconscious part of ourselves. And <clears throat> so when, when I say that, I say that by, by switching that phrase to, I need to believe it to see it. That's really giving yourself permission. That's sort of tapping your higher self, tapping your subconscious part of yourself saying, okay, I, I give myself permission to believe now what I'm about to experience. And when that happens, you do start to see things differently in your life. You really do. You, you start noticing things that are around you. you. You might even notice that like you go through life seeing the colors more vividly, just being in that mindset. Um, and that, that's pretty amazing you know, within itself. But not only that, it also gives you the ability to be present and to and to enjoy what's right in front of you, not to be like worried about what's going to happen next week and not really um, crying over what happened two months ago. It's really just allowing yourself to connect with the present moment and enjoying all the miracles that come as a result of that. Yes. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to ask about, because you, you mentioned that many of your clients are in deep grief. And mm-hmm. I've heard, say, for example, um, Esther Hicks, when Jerry Hicks passed away, um, she said that it was very difficult when she was in such deep grief. And I've had a couple of other folks on the show who have, who have said this, so I'm curious what your thoughts are, that when we are in that vibration of grief, that it can sometimes be difficult for the loved one to, to meet us there because they're in such a high vibration state once they cross over. Do you find that to be true? Yes, I do. And what, what I've seen is that, you know, um, because when we leave the physical body, we're releasing the body of armor, which, which comes with the ego and the pain and suffering. And so because of that, we're vibrating at a very high level. And so when you think about someone who's grieving, they are stuck in that ego part of themselves, the mm-hmm. part that wants to suffer. And um, a lot of times what's happening is that spirits around them and they may be working in overdrive to give them that validation, but because they're so far removed from that way of thinking, they're not able to pick up on it, you know, and, um, and for each person, grief looks different. And for each person, um, you know, it, it may take longer for others. And, and also even for the medium too, I mean, mediums grieve as well, because we're also human, you know, people forget that, like, yes, we're able to, to channel and bring through that comfort, comfort for other people. But we also have that human side of us as well. So every day pr- provides new opportunities to lift your vibration and, and, and to go back into that space of connection with the other side. But I, I do find, especially within the first six months after a passing, that um, it's very common for people to be in that space. And, and for others, I mean, even years later, I mean, think of like uh, parents that have lost children, you know, unexpectedly, that, that pain will always be there on some level. And it just, it just requires us to be in our faith, to have moments of, of spirit to go, okay, 
I know that there's something larger than myself and bigger than this life. But sometimes that ego will still creep in. It's part of the human experience. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, why don't we go ahead and we'll take our break. Um, So for those listening, I am speaking today with psychic medium and author Bill Phillips. His last name is P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. So one L, two P's. Uh, You can find out more about him by going to BillPhillips.com. And the book that we are discussing today is his latest release. It is called Signs from the Other Side, Opening to the Spirit World. Um, So you are listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story, and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available today on Amazon.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. Time is funny. Sometimes it seems fast, another time slow. When it comes to time slots remaining on Alternative Talk 1150, time is running out. In fact, there are just a few primetime slots available. So if you want to host your own radio program, the time to call 425-653-1150 is right now. Nope, no time for excuses. Dial 425-653-1150 to find out how affordable it can be to host a radio show. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy, and I just have to check with Benny. What is what is that song? Uh, that would be Got Love, uh, Tove Lo. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. I like it. Because yeah. that's my going for us. 
exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I am what I play. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that gets a ding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Where's my ding when <laughs> right? I need it? Oh, my God. There it is. <laughs> got to have that locked and loaded, Vinny. <laughs> I should. <laughs> so I am joined today by psychic medium and author Bill Phillips, um, and his name is spelled P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. So Bill Phillips, and Phillips has one L, two Ps. So BillPhillips.com is the website. The book we're talking about is his latest, Signs from the Other Side, Opening to the Spirit World. Um, so we were talking a little bit before the break about when we are in deep grief, it may be a little bit harder for those who have crossed over and are super high vibration at that point to really um, reach us. And it, brought, it brings up another question that I had, Bill, around a generally you know, accessibility of spirits and communication. And Do you find that some spirits are more accessible than others, that they communicate in different ways, that kind of a thing? Yeah, I really do. I, I feel like just like in life, you know, if there's like super like loud personalities or super quiet personalities, those things do transcend typically when we cross over. Um, but I, I also know that it that it connects with our soul group. So if you're, you know, wanting to talk to like Elvis Presley or something, <laughs> I, you know, the likelihood I, I can't guarantee because he's not someone that you had a connection to physically when you were here. But if it's someone like, you know, like, like a, a parent, you know, or, or, or a, a, a spouse, for example, where you guys for sure came into this lifetime to experience those connections, then yes, they're, they're always accessible to that particular person in that, in that, in that realm. And what I find is that um, talking about the signs, you know, and grief and talking about how when we're in that grief space, we're not always able to to maybe feel them because we're, we're very low in that energy field. Um, that's when they're, that's when they want to send us those signs. That's when they want to let us know, Hey, you know, wipe your tears, look next to you, look at that feather next to you. That's from me. You know, that's when they're trying to really show us, um, a way to flip the grief into this, into this amazing belief system. So, um, I, I find that those signs do appear a lot of the time when we're in our darkest moments, when we need that type of revelation, validation, something, you know, just completely in, unrefutable that, yes, there is something else going on here. Um, and what I know is that when, when somebody makes a request, you know, they always, they always deliver for us, but they don't always deliver it the way that we expect them to. So, you know, I, I think because of, you know, um, pop culture, you know, has sort of created this this illusion of what, you know, a spirit may look like. You know, I remember when I was when I was 15, the movie The Sixth Sense had just come out. Yeah. So I thought, oh, OK, that's how I'm supposed to see spirit is people walking around with like their heads cut off or something <laughs> yeah. very dramatic. And that's just not at all how, how I was experiencing it at all. So um, so really just surrendering to to how they're going to give you that sign, but just trusting that what what they do give to you is going to be exactly what you need to experience in that moment. And it, it, it typically will be something that is unique to not only you, but to the person that's in spirit. So, um, and, and that's, 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 why, that's also why I wrote the book as well, was because I wanted to show people these very unique examples of, um, of, of how they do this. Um, and I actually would love to share one of the examples if I could, because I, I think it's so, um, powerful. 
Yes, yes. And, that was yeah. one of my questions was, will you please share one of your favorites? And I actually, yeah. and Bill, if you don't mind, I would like to mm-hmm. share an experience from my life that really, I loved reading your book because I was just reading along going, yes, that's exactly was my experience. Yes, that's exactly how it happened. So yeah, so please Isn't share. That, oh, yes. <laughs> well, you know, um, there, there's, real, there's one really, really amazing story of a man that lost his wife, Heather, from breast cancer. And, um, you know, they had a, they had a, a child together who was still a toddler and, um, mm. you know, he, he felt the need and, 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 and guidance to move, you know, start something new. And, and, and for him, that's what he was doing. So the, the story goes like this. So he's, he's going into his, into his new house and it's, it's being constructed and they're, they have all these different things going on there and they're picking out like, you know, colors for the, the, for the walls and for the kitchen and for, and the floors and everything. And he's in the kitchen and he notices that they have the color of the paint on a tag next to him on the wall. And the color is called Heather, mm. which was his, the deceased wife's name. And for him, that was just such confirmation, you know, that, she was behind this and that she was totally on board with, with this new adventure for him. So that's just one of the stories, but another amazing story as well is um, uh, a mother who lost her son and she asked for a specific sign. She asked for a rainbow and he Mm. delivered it very soon afterwards. And it was right in front of her um, kitchen window on, on this lake that, that she lives on where the actual end of the rainbow was in her was in her was in her view and i've never seen that before i've only seen you know just a a full rainbow but never <laughs> never the end of the rainbow so i thought that was so amazing but there there's just so many ways that they can give us that that reassurance yeah know? and that's what i really i loved about your book and i want to uh, I'll, I'll share my story and then we can talk a little bit more about some of the other ways um because yeah, you really oh sorry go ahead no, oh go on no, no, I, I would love that i would love that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because you really you list a lot of ways that that so the book is the way that it's structured there's guidance on of course there's bill's personal story which is very powerful there's guidance on how to up your own awareness what kind of signs are most frequent or common that you can be looking for and then beautiful stories. Um, There's a whole section around true testimonies of the spirit world where you'll hear more stories like Heather uh, and and, um, the mother with the rainbow that the son gave her. Um, So we'll definitely go into, you know, signs that you all can be looking for out there. But in my own case, um, I... um, so, Bill, for those who listen to the show, I, I had a very, very close relationship with my ex-husband. I adored him. We just were not a great romantic match. Um, and he he passed away um, unexpectedly in June 2018, so not quite a year oh. yet. Yeah, wow. it, it was devastating. Um, and uh, so let me, I'll preface this with a couple of things. After okay. we didn't have children together, mm-hmm. um, so after we got divorced, um, my ex-husband, his name is Rob, started adopting dogs and he just became the most devoted dog parent like I would say the dogs ran his life he did not run the house they did so (laughs) it was but they were little dogs so you know it was pretty harmless so so there's that and then also one of the areas where we had some of our biggest conflict was I was really starting to open up spiritually and so I became fascinated with things like tarot or numerology and he, being a, an engineer by training and an attorney uh, in his second chapter of his life, was so linear thinking, rational mind, he just, it really bothered him that I was dipping my toe into the mystical. 
Mm-hmm. So numbers was one of our last big fights about this while we were separated. And I, I just remember saying, I can't, Rob, I don't know how to explain it to you, but I feel the pull toward this. You don't have to understand it, but you need to at least allow me to explore this without so much judgment and fear. So, okay, fast forward. He passes away. Um, and I'm a big, I love master numbers. So I'm always on the lookout. I have 1111 tattooed on the back of my neck. And they're just a wow. lot of, <laughs> yeah. So I love numbers. So after his death, I started seeing on license plates, not just your regular master numbers, you know, 11, 22, 33, but triples. So, you know, mm. triple three, triple four, triple five. So I just it, intuitively, I thought, Rob, is that you? Are you now speaking to me through triple numbers? And I started to get that sense. And there was a particular morning I'm driving to my office and it's not it's you know, we're deep in the middle of Seattle winter. It's raining. I'm feeling uh, a little bit frustrated because we haven't the Petaluma house hasn't come together. I don't know what the timing is. I'm just feeling, you know, was feeling a little low. And um, I saw a triple license plate and I just said, Rob, if that's really you, I need some encouragement today. Oh, this is making me emotional. I need you to show me that these triple numbers are from you. And as the sentence was completing in my mind, the car in front of me as I'm pulling to a stop at a stoplight, the car in front of me moves. And the car that's in its place has a triple number, a triple three on the license plate and three bumper stickers. Rescue dad with a paw print. (laughs) My child has four paws. And my dog is a Democrat, and my ex-husband and I were very politically active in Texas oh when I was still there. <laughs> I mean, wow. could it be any more obvious? <laughs> like, what? I just was like, oh, and I burst into tears, immediately did oh. a Facebook Live about it. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. And that's, I have the chills just hearing <laughs> that story right now. And that's such confirmation, you know. And, um, you know, what, what's so cool is that our, our belief system does change within death. So, you know, we're, we're, we have no choice but, but to be open when we're there, you know. So I know that was for sure him. And what, what I love about this is that, you know, people assume that if someone's an ex of yours, that that's it, that's over, you know. But it's not the case at all. A lot, a lot of times when I'm channeling and giving somebody a reading, I hear, that's who I hear from first are the ex-in-laws and the ex-people. And they're like, why are they here? And I'm like, because... <laughs> You signed, you you had a contract with them. You were supposed to experience that love with that person. Doesn't matter how messy it turned up physically. That was predestined for you guys, you know. So yeah. don't don't lose don't lose touch of that. That you guys are you guys have that soul to soul connection. You are soulmates, and yes, we have more than one soulmate. But that's a very impactful um, you know story and, and situation and. Without a doubt, that was him. And that's how it works. It's usually orchestrated that effortlessly where it happens just like that. And um, on the topic of numbers, you know, back in the 90s, you know, we used pagers back then to communicate with. And my mother and I had a pager. I had a pager for like a month at one point. And um, she used to always page me one, four, three. And that was our code one four three for I love you, mm. and I cannot tell you how many times I see that daily, and not not just like everyone. I see it daily as mm. a sign from her. So it'll be that my my phone is 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 off, and it'll 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 flash on, and it'll be one forty three. You know, uh-huh. it'll be yep that I get behind a car on the freeway, and the last three are one four three. My receipts, my um, just going to a restaurant, having the number be number 143, you know, things like that. So it's, I, I, I always chuckle, you know, when that happens. And I just like say, 
hi mom, I love you too, you know, and it's just, it's so cool that, um, how they're able to orchestrate those events physically for us and sort of manipulate the energy for us to actually get it in that moment. I know. That's just where it blows my mind because I think I hear so often from people who are in your line of work or who are channels or who talk about time being on the other side. There is no linear time, so it's all now. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just makes me think, like, it just blows my mind because to be able to have orchestrated that car moving out of the way and that car with the three license, with the three bumper stickers and the triple number, like, I hadn't even finished the question. How did how did that get orchestrated so instantly? Like, but it had to have been like they're out ahead doing these things, creating this tapestry that just I I just can't even get my head around, which I guess is the idea while we're in human form. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. And also just to know that. You know, each and every one of us that walks this earth, we are channels. And whether we're aware of it or not, we're always being influenced by the other side. You know, even even the most, um, you know, skeptical or cynical people out there, your your mind is, is being tapped at times by by spirit. And that's the reason why that car got in front of you in the first place, you know, and yeah. I, I just, I think that's so, so incredible. And there, it's, there, there's no way of, of disputing it. It's just so real. Absolutely. You know? Yes. So yeah. on that note of, you know, indisputable signs that cannot be more real, um, what are some of the other ways? Cause we've talked about numbers. You talked about, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, um, uh, the rainbow, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, and feathers, what other ways? You know, another huge one is, uh, is, We've heard of pennies from heaven before, and um, this is th- this story didn't actually make it in the book, but I want to share it because it's just so cool about how how the timing of things work, you know, it, especially when a medium is is channeling information um, and they bring through a sign from that spirit, you know, it, it it may not have any connection to the person in that moment, but it may shortly shortly afterwards. So I remember I was doing an audience reading, and this this woman's husband came through. And he was just so adamant about sending her a penny heads up. And he kept wanting me to share with her. It was going to be very, very soon after that, after that reading, you know. And so um, I got an email and uh, like a frantic email the <laughs> next day that when, when she left that event to go have lunch with her girlfriends and they ordered their food, when her food came out, there was a penny heads up on her food, on her, uh, on her actual, on her actual plate. There was a penny heads up. She could not believe it. It was just like the most rain. The waiter couldn't believe it. You know, obviously that penny must've fallen out of the sky in that exact moment to get her attention. So that's another huge way that they want to, you know, get our attention is through anything that that, that's going to have a response to us. You know, I was, um, I met with somebody a few weeks ago and she had explained to me, uh, a sign that her dad sent to her was through paper clips because he mm-hmm. he worked in he worked in an industry where they were always using paper clips and and when be, before he passed they had this conversation about him sending her paper clips and she always gets them in particular orders and 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 amounts of paper clips <laughs> that validate for her like this Morris code that it is him sending them to her and you know yes to a skeptic they might go oh okay paper clips really but to her she has that that irrefutable belief and knowing that it's from him. And and because of that, he works with her on that level, you know, to, to really make it very solid that yes, it's me. It's not just a bent paper clip falling out of your purse. You know, this is something that is it that is being orchestrated for her 
for her eyes only, yeah. you know, and, and that's really how that works. So that's one of, that's one of the ways, um, scent as well. Um, a lot of times people will, you know, smell their grandfather's, you know, c- uh, cigar smoke randomly in the middle of the night, or, um, they will, they will have the memory of their grandma's apple betty, you know, out of yes. nowhere and they'll, and they'll taste it. Those are other ways, too, that spirit's sort of tapping us, giving us that validation. That's why it really does require going within and understanding how your own senses work, because that's how they communicate with us. Even even the um, the, the memory of your father laughing, you know, in your mind when you're when you're longing for his for his connection is actually him implanting that in the implanting that memory in your mind at that time to give you that validation. So some of the ways are very subtle and a lot of the time we just overlook them with our rational mind. So really when we come back into the present and we're aware of it, that's when all this amazing stuff starts to happen. You know, Um, another big way too is through nature. So another sign that my mom has always sent to me was white butterflies Mm. and so much so that not, not only seeing physical white butterflies, but also, you know, getting a card in the mail and having a white butterfly on it. There, there's just so many different arrays of how that can happen. But she, I, I also see that very on a very frequent basis as well. Um, birds, feathers, anything in nature, you know, take stock, you know, when you're on your walk with your dog and you notice the hawk right over your head, there's a reason for that. You are being guided, mm. you know, electricity spirit loves to um, manipulate the current of that, of that electrical flow. So, lights going on and off flickering um very huge thing um smoke detectors doorbells cell phones they love to mess with stuff like that even music <laughs> music radios they're they're always trying to to um tap that source for us so let's say you're having a bad day and um and you just need to hear that everything's going to be all right and you turn on the radio and it's bob marley's in the perfect moment they're playing <laughs> That's, that's how they work with us, you know, and it's really just, it's really just incredible to see not only through what I've experienced and what I've channeled, but just through everyone else in the world and sharing their stories with me. It's just been so incredible to see that, that connection come together. Yeah. And there was one that you mentioned that I had, was not aware of another sign that the way that people can come through the doppelganger spirit. Do you mind speaking to that? Yes, absolutely. This is actually more common than than I think people realize. But let's say that, you know, your mom passed away and you're at a restaurant, you know, randomly, you know, you don't go there all the time, but you're there this this night, you know, and you look over at the table next to you and your mouth drops because what you see in front of you is your mother. It's like the was there a twin, you know, at birth that I didn't know about or something <laughs> like that? And and then um, you kind of gather your thoughts, you know, you take a few seconds, you look back and it's gone. She, it's not, it's not, it's not who you thought it was anymore. That is, that is how the spirit world works. They're, they, they like to superimpose over the living as well. They're, they're, they're really doing anything within their power to give us that comfort. So mm-hmm. I, I love the doppelganger effect and it could be with, it could be in any type of situation, whether it's it's a, it's a parent or a child, and it could also be like from from behind. A lot of people from behind have that like, oh my god, that's my dad, and then when they turn around, it's it's not them. But um, they're always trying to give us that sensation that they're near. 
Yes. And, and, you know, you mentioned that we need to be open to these. And so I'm and, and maybe if we're in deep grief, we're not quite as open or mm-hmm. maybe our eyes are just on the ground and we are not on the alert for things to come through. So how do you recommend that people become more aware, open their mind? I, I really would suggest um, meditation. I, I, I really think that getting out of that, that monkey voice, you know, and that yeah. monkey thinking is really, really crucial because the rational mind is going to always want to destroy any type of evidence that you're experiencing spiritually. Yeah. And so it's super important to quiet that down as much as possible. So meditation, you can also have a, have a visual for it. I know that when I, when I teach about this, I usually give people a, um, a visual of like turning down a radio, you know, like, like a volume control mm-hmm. until it, until it clicks off, you know, or maybe, um, seeing a, um, a light switch go on and off something to kind of give your higher self that awareness that you're, you're, you're leaving the rational and going into the spiritual. That's always super important, but definitely meditation and, and, and truly meditation and prayer go together to sort of um, detach us from that from that um, ego side of ourselves. Yeah, I really liked the way that you talked about prayer. Um, so, yeah, you say prayer connects us to our highest good and to our intuitive selves. It's like casting a fishing net into the ocean, yep. trying to catch something nourishing in its depths. Prayer is a way for us to set our intention. I just, I love that that image. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I always love giving the analogy of casting the net because when you cast a net, there is just, there's infinite possibilities, you know, and that's also where that surrender comes from is just knowing that the evidence is going to appear. Yes. I love that. And we are coming right up on the end of our hour here. Um, so I just, for those out there listening, um, the book that we've been discussing is signs from the other side, opening to the spirit world. The author, psychic medium, Bill Phillips has joined me today. Um, his website is BillPhillips.com, and again, that last name is spelled P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. So one L, two P's, BillPhillips.com. Um, there are some great events he has coming up at Omega and Kripalu um, and other places. So check out his website if you want to connect with him further for doing some amazing workshops and learning how to really access uh, and strengthen this muscle for yourself. Um, so, Bill, we've got less than a minute left. I just want to give you the floor for any final message out there for our listeners as we send them off to the weekend. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I would say um, to learn from death and, and to really just to live each day like it's like it's your last. Uh, that sounds kind of cliche, but it's so true. And also validate the people around you. Give them your love. Don't let little things get in the way of those relationships because we truly never know when that is going to end, you know, physically. So I would say make amends, you know, tell your mom you love her, you know, um, talk to your siblings. Don't, don't, don't exist in that, in that fear space. Let love lead the way. Mm, Beautiful. Let love lead the way. And on that note, we will bring the show to a close. You have been listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy. Again, my guest today was Bill Phillips. Thank you all for listening. And I will be connecting with you from Petaluma next week. (laughs) Bye. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.